Right. Um, good morning, everyone. My name is Hector Silva. I'm part of Advanced Design. We're here with Mark Weiser, who's an industrial designer or a packaging designer at Microsoft. And uh, we're very excited to have you here at 9 in the morning, <laughs> 9.30. Um, 7 a.m. my time. 7 a.m. Uh, your time. So I really appreciate you being here. Um, but let's kind of dive in uh, to why you're here in Chicago. Yeah, so um, I'm actually originally here for the uh, Dynamite Conference and the How Design Live Conference, which are both taking place at the same time in Cormac. Um, and that just wrapped up. So it was a great three days of learning about um, you know what we can do in the industry for packaging design. It had a focus on sustainability, which was great. And uh, that's awesome. And for those who don't know what the dialine is, yeah, the dialine.com is actually a great site if you want to look at you know any type of new and interesting packaging that just hit the market at any given time. They just um, released the um, awards for this past year, so that's kind of why we went to the conference because we got an award for the Xbox Adaptive Controller Packaging. So just a little plug there. <laughs> Yeah, so that's nice. so you won an award for some of your work. Yeah, so um, the Xbox Adaptive Controller itself um, is a um, it's a gaming controller for people who don't know. It's a gaming controller for um, any gamers who might have limited mobility. So um, it allows you to plug in a lot of different plugs and switches to where you can really um, empower yourself um, with the abilities that you do have. Um, and it's it's a really great controller because previously there was a lot of gamers in the community who relied on hacking um, their own parts like 3D printed controllers um, and really like re rehardwiring the controller itself to really make it work for them. So as a company, we realized that you know we should just we should create something for them that just empowers them even further to where they don't need to go so far beyond you know what's easy to do when they game so um, yeah and yeah for those who haven't seen the microsoft adaptive controller which is not only is it a really awesome piece of hardware it's a pretty awesome like packaging design everything like the whole design product the whole design has been visualized quite it's actually really beautiful so check it out it's right there um, and I'm sure people have seen it. It made huge waves in the design community because it was like the first, probably only like actual controller or physical that actually, um, you know, uh, someone actually uh, designed it for the specific demographic. And, and we can kind of dive into that. Yeah, and we were like super excited in the packaging design team and we found out we were going to create this device itself so we wanted to like just make sure that anybody who might order the device itself would be able to like unbox it and just be confident that they're going to be able to use it um, to the best of their abilities and really have fun with it so I remember during Super Bowl Microsoft dropped the commercial yeah that was really cool. and I was like <laughs> oh my god like I know the guy <laughs> yeah. who designed that because you had posted online and then the commercial was I don't know how long but I was like oh my god this is a pretty like emotional commercial yeah it was really cool we didn't know um, there was like the pre 
commercial that came out. Mm -hmm. It was like longer than the actual mm -hmm. commercial, and it had the packaging in it too. And um, we didn't know that it was gonna like make the final cut, so that was really <laughs> cool that it was actually. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Commercial <laughs> no, that's awesome. So what's happening at Microsoft? Um, a lot of awesome because um, this is like a, a first kind of step forward towards inclusivity. Yeah, totally. Obviously, can't really talk much about sure. the future. <laughs> but just talk about but, uh, how Microsoft as we're, a company in yeah, future. Like right now in the present moment, you know, we're focusing heavily on um, both inclusive thinking and sustainable thinking. Um, and those two things, I think, are the most important things mm -hmm. as a designer to focus on. Um, if you're in the physical realm, both inclusive and sustainable thinking. Um, and if you're digital, obviously, um, inclusive thinking. So uh, I think if, like, if you're a student designer um, and you're really trying to like work on pro projects that you like want to share out, but you're not quite sure what route you want to take, if, or if you're just like exploring, you know, what do I want to focus on for this class? Mm -hmm. um, I think those are like great avenues just to like dive into and see. It's like a good parameter to work around maybe. Right. Yeah. And sustainability, you're referring to because you're a structural packaging designer? Yeah, so I think especially for packaging, sustainability plays a key role. Um, just reducing single-use plastics, um, making sure um, things are compostable, even though that's that has a lot to do with just policies, which I think designers should also um, focus energy on is like how we can um, influence you know lawmakers mm -hmm. in creating parameters for mm -hmm. you know um, banning single-use plastics potentially down the line. I know that's kind of radical right now to mm -hmm. say that, but um, making just steps towards just. Um, less plastic. I think even with physical products themselves, um, I heard some numbers, I don't know how accurate it is, but packaging only plays like 2% of a product's ecometric score. Mm -hmm. So the majority of like, you know, greenhouse gases and materials extraction are actually in the device itself. So I think it's just, it's smart to create mm -hmm. products as well that um, are really meant to outlast um, trends and um, fads and uh, even focusing on, you know, the potential to like swap, like say you have like a board, like a device board, um, if you're creating, you know, something handy and you, you want to make sure that like the device itself will last longer, what if you could swap out the shell like every 10 years? So. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, so that's, pretty, awesome. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, is this something that... Let's take a couple steps back. Yeah. Um, because you graduated from the industrial design program here at the University of Illinois in Chicago, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's good to be back, too. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. I was doing uh, show last night. Um, it was great to see all that work. And it's awesome. He's doing great things. And uh, so you started here. Your humble beginnings were here in Chicago. You worked in consultancy. Yeah. How did, you know, we just talked about politics, we just talked about inclusivity, sustainability. Um, is this something that you gain through experience um, by being in the industry, or is it something that students can dive in right now? Um, I think 
especially for sustainability, I think it's something you can dive in right now because there's just a broad swath of like information you can pull from. For um, inclusivity, I think I'm very fortunate to be at Microsoft because like, for example, for the packaging that we created, we were able to work hands-on uh, with gamers with limited mobility to really get the feedback that we needed. I think when you're um, focusing in the realm of inclusion, um, you got to take a step back as a designer and not focus strictly on aesthetics and making like the most pure design possible, um, but kind of um, take giving the passenger seat as far as the design goes and really figure out exactly um, what the customer needs because um, I I made assumptions early on when I was designing it and I was I had you know x amount of iterations that I would review um, with the community. And it's like, no, that doesn't work at all. Like, mm -hmm. and you really like just learn right up front that um, any assumptions that you have about like anybody else's point of view, you don't you don't really know it until you live it. So you really have to um, work directly with the community. And it's very fortunate to be at a place like Microsoft where we we can have the UX resources we need to to research um, with the community. But obviously, like with the internet and with community, like you could obviously like go on to Reddit or something and say, hey, does anybody want to help me out with this? Is there anybody who has this ability um, that might give me a better voice in whatever I'm working on? So I think it's super important uh, to make sure at the front end of every project that you're really doing the research you need. So, so it's okay to if things go wrong, if you fail. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, we have one of one of the things we say actually in devices at Microsoft is uh, fail fast. So, um, like when you're, you know, when you start out a project, you're doing like X amount of sketches and like 3D. I usually go just like straight into 3D printing and just like working with my hands. Um, and uh, just don't be afraid to come up with like crazy ideas that. People might be like, "What is? What are you doing there?" You know, because it might just lead. Because you know, it always either if it doesn't lead to something, you'll learn that that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Why it didn't work out, and it'll just help you funnel your thinking to mm -hmm. what's the most important thing. And never, never hold on to an idea tightly. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to remove like. Obviously, you're going to be excited about what you're creating, but you got to kind of just remove your own like emotional, like emotions. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, keep the emotion of the program, right. you know, in mind, and be like super excited what you're doing because if you're not, then you're not gonna come out with something good. At all. Well, people are like, "This is my idea, it's my baby," and if you hurt yeah. it, you know, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But but you gotta, yeah, you gotta uh, have some thick skin sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I'm happy that you're saying this because I think we need to be just honest and yeah. pretty transparent about what real industry is because it's not Mark Weiser LLC. Yeah. You're working with a team. This benefits this is a symbiotic relationship with your coworkers. So yeah, totally. it has to benefit a lot of people. Um, and then step back, Microsoft, public owned, you know, public there's different stakeholders, investors, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So a lot of eyes on what's yeah. happening, right? Um, and then Microsoft is a consumer electronics company, so you know, stocks, shares, yeah, basically, all of that is, yeah, 
And the cool, the, well, the cool thing about that is, you know, Microsoft's my first um, large company job, and definitely a great one to be in. I would of course, say. yeah. Um, it's it's cool because like when you do positive things, um, you know, it actually affects your company potentially. So it affects um, <laughs> you get stocks. If, yeah, there's you sign on, there's kind of rewards. Right? So yeah, there's, there's definitely. So there's an incentive to. Yeah really continue this successful trend, you know, like, yeah, exactly. um, because then the company makes money and there's, you know, it's flourishing. So that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Microsoft is changing not only the consumer electronics sector, right? But yeah. they're changing the way that we think about design. Yeah, totally. Can you speak a little bit about that? I would say, um, over the past like several years, I mean, it's it started before my time there. Um, things have gotten a lot better as far as design goes. Microsoft, I'm sure it's just you know it's just obvious in the in the world. It's a good design led in the two thousands. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think with any large corporation, um, there's always work to be done. There's a few that really have design at the core, but um, I think even Microsoft. Um, we, we still have some work to do to get design in leadership. Like, I'm a firm believer in having a chief design officer at um, any large corporation because um, when you have so many different products and so many different teams, you really need somebody at the top making those decisions to um, keep like unified experiences across the board, mm-hmm. whether it's like, an icon for like a share button icon, you know, if you have like five different share button icons across your products, we like, it's just like, um, it could be a disparate thing. So I think that, um, we're, we're like doing great things and we're definitely making awesome strides and it's really exciting to see. Um, and I think we'll, we'll continue in the future. No, of course. Yeah. And you guys are probably, you know, uh, what you guys have done for the creative, yeah, field for designers for us with the Surface tablets, you know, with the Surface desktops and um, yeah, Surface Studio. Yeah, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Um, that's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, and even like as far as design goes, like if if I wanted to learn a little bit more about what some team on a digital product is doing, I could just email them. They would meet up with me and like. Let's just take their like I've had several people reach out to me about the packaging, for example, for the mm-hmm. adaptive controller, and um, it's just really cool that everybody's excited about um, just like what we can do and how we can um, mm-hmm. empower people better. So that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, you spoke a little bit about making and prototyping, and yeah. that is kind of when I think about making prototyping, yeah. and I think about you, like. I think about all the awesome things you've done in the past with Kickstarter. Yeah, totally. And, and your own kind of, you have like a side, um, I forget what it was called. Share objects. objects. Yeah, but share honestly, objects. like I've been a little, I've been slacking. No, no, no. But <laughs> it, it, um, it, it kind of, it's that making spirit. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mark that makes, when, yeah. I, when I think about you, when you used to be here in Chicago um, and all the awesome things you did, you know, to with Kickstarter and your projects. Yeah. Maybe we can dive in a little bit in what you've done and how that makes you who you are now. Yeah, totally. So um, 
I think just individually, I just always have a need, whether I'm working at work or just at home, to like make something. Mm -hmm. So right now, um, I well, I started sharing objects like probably like half a year ago, but I've only put a couple things on it. Um, they're 3D printable mm -hmm. goods that I just wanted to just put out there for anybody to just download and 3D print. Because um, I I always make stuff. A lot of specific things like things like if i had like a certain um like we had a sliding door in my, my last apartment and i made like hooks for it and like put like shirts on and stuff but i, I can't really share that stuff out because it always fits the specific yeah. view so yeah. i do a lot of that stuff that i don't even share out but i was like okay if i'm making something that like anybody else can do something i'll totally do that and um got a house recently so less about um 3d printing and i'm like more doing like diy stuff at home mm -hmm. um which i should probably just start sharing out because i'm like learning a lot of things well like i redid my countertops um on my own and learned some things that i should probably like share out with the so, community but so you're just a learning, like yeah you're like a full-grown adult man yeah <laughs> Got, that's so cool got a dog so I got, i'm like a father yeah, yeah so <laughs> that's awesome and my partner Gwen, she's taking care of the pup now that's sweet yeah. but like you you started um pushpin yeah so pawnee pushpin mm -hmm. the naming is a little i was like yeah no it's i needed um i needed to come up with a name quickly and um that's the one thing i think i kind of regret about that. i should have kept <laughs> it pawn. i should have kept it a little more related to pushpins because pawn is a very ambiguous term but it also it means like put on you look put on together um started that um i started working on that when i was still at usc in school and um launched it soon after on kickstarter and uh it was super exciting and i i think kickstarter is an awesome platform especially for young designers if you want to like get your work out there and just see what potential it might have um, just in the community and if especially if you're um, if you have any goal to be like an independent designer where you can like create money for yourself um, which is it, at the time that's what I had in mind for myself so it was great to do that and it um, <clears throat> it did sell pretty well online and then it got to a point to where I was like okay I need to redesign some other things so I did like another version I did a larger version of the push pin that was more applicable to like large posters um called the pond plus mm -hmm. easy naming for that one <laughs> um and I did like another um it was like a make 100 kickstarter mm -hmm. or it's just like you know initiative I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it especially at UIC um to just like make 100 things that you are just want to share out, um, not necessarily even for reasons of making money, mm -hmm. just for like, okay, I, I like this thing and I want other people to have it as well. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. I did like, I did just a simple concrete bird for that. Um, and I don't, I don't really sell anything online right now because of, I'm focused on work and when I get home, I'm like focused on <laughs> like just doing, yeah, just doing like tweaks to the house because it's a relatively new thing. So, um, yeah, I think it's definitely great to just have like a job that I can go to and really like make a huge impact um, just because of the scale of the company. Um, and 
and go home and work on my own stuff that I have like complete control over, you know, it's definitely good as a designer to, mm -hmm. to like create your own things that have like a personal connection to yourself as well. That sounds um, so fulfilling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the perfect, it's a good situation to be in. You're really happy at work. Yeah. You know, you're really happy at home. And I think like, like when I first started, I was, when I like first graduated, so I was like, I'm not going to like a big company. I'm going to do this like on my own and stuff. And it was like good at the time for me to like sure. learn individually. I also worked um, when I was doing the um, pushpin stuff and the other guitars. I worked uh, at Rubric Design, which was a small consultancy. So I, um, I did several days at Rubric doing um, studio consulting work with a small team of other designers, which was great, uh, led by Dan Strang. He was a great mentor um, there as well. And just very great, clean design. Um, so that was definitely um, great to have that parallel when I was creating my own things and working consulting um, in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's really awesome. I think it's really interesting that now you're a structural designer yeah. And you went to school for industrial design, which at, at here at University of Illinois, there's no really packaging design. Yeah, there's not. Yeah. So how and long did you like? So how'd you get there? Yeah, um, I did before I was in this packaging design role. Um, like at Rubric, for example, we worked on a couple of different things that were packaging. Actually, okay. the cool thing about the great thing about working at a studio is the fact that you you have like this broad swath of different mm -hmm. things that you could kind of learn quickly on on, on projects for, for clients. That you know, say one day you're like in After Effects, like editing, like like a kind of a commercial. Like I, you did a couple projects like that, and then some packaging projects. And I also, um, for the push pans, I, I designed the packaging as well. So that was definitely great to have in my portfolio for the role when I was interviewing at Microsoft. And um, yeah, I found out about the job from Katie Ozami's, who I knew in Chicago, her and Travis, her husband, um, I knew here in Chicago and they moved out there. And um, she was on the team and I was like, okay, like, I'll, I'll totally interview for that. That's like super exciting. And um, it just worked out. So, yeah. It's, it's been a great journey to learn. Like packaging is a ton of fun and there's a lot of iterations that um, before going into it this deeply, I didn't realize existed. Um, there's a lot of like material exploration and there's a lot of testing because especially when you're dealing with um, devices, you want to make sure that like First of all, it's a good unboxing process. So we we basically do physical UX design to make sure that people can set up the product easily so they don't call customer service. Um, so we do moment mapping where um, we, you know, like every step of the way we kind of figure out you know, how, how to unbox it as easily as possible, um, but also like keep it a, a nice linear experience as well as um, product protection. <laughs> so making sure like, you know, if you drop the package from like, in, in shipping that mm -hmm. things are protected, but it's also not like overbuilt, right. especially for like, you know, cost reasons and stuff. And we do have um, 
like a great engineering team that um, that they do the testing for all that stuff, so we don't have to worry about you know like setting up the <laughs> the devices needed to like draw test. And, and there's um, also just the obviously the sustainability factor um, to to focus on as well with packaging because that's. Though the device also does need to have sustainability measures, people are always, when they think about packaging, um, like anytime I buy something, packaging definitely plays a huge role. And if I'm trying to decide between two things at the store, immediately packaging plays a huge role for me. Like if awesome. there's something like heavily clad in plastic mm -hmm. and then there's something that's like paper based, mm -hmm. it'll, it'll make my decision. Yeah, no, when, whenever I think of packaging, I think of, like when you spend money on premium products, yeah, the packaging is so magical, yeah, and it's so well built that you keep it. I keep a lot of these premium products packaging, yeah, because it's just it's beautiful and it's elegant, like you said, and it's something that we don't really realize that yes, the product is desirable. But when you buy something, you don't see the naked product. It's, it comes packaged, it comes wrapped. Exactly. And it has the whole thing, the, the first experience has yeah. to be desirable. Yes, you see the product, their commercials, and you see it naked, you know, at the stores because you, they want to sell this to you. But when you first get it, you, that, that same experience, that same butterfly goosebumps that you get has to everything it's got to yeah exactly so that's why it's it's pretty exciting i think it, it's so it's something that we shouldn't take for granted packaging yeah especially if you're a student in design um when you're designing products learn how to present your work how to visualize um your product the end product with packaging with yeah. with everything not just here is a phone on the table yeah, and even so, I was actually pretty excited last time when I went to the student show. I saw somebody had focused on packaging. I thought that was cool. also I forgot. Do you know? I forgot the name of the student. It was um, what was, was the electronic device? Okay. It was even shrink wrapped. Wow. <laughs> I looked at a lot of. Okay, I probably last night. So I, I apologize. No, that's awesome. Like yeah, every every time I see you know fourth year student work, design work, um, I'm like, okay, this is cool. But what about you know you're you're totally missing. Yeah, and I would say if if you are like a student and you're interested in packaging design, just like go for it, like, mm -hmm. um, because some people are more interested than others, and if you if you want to get in the industry, which is growing, I would say a lot. I mean, like ten years ago. You probably would never have heard of like a packaging design, a structural packaging designer, at least. Um, that's specifically focusing on, you know, how things are made. That was more of like an engineer's role. But, but now that um, just the world in general is just seeing the value of design, we're able to proliferate into every, um, every aspect of, of people's life, which is great. <laughs> No, that's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. So if you like it and you're a student, go for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I see it now in professional work where the professionals who put up their work on hands, mm -hmm. like yeah, I do see. I see too. a lot of packaging. Rotimi Shalola is an example yeah. of when he does he does the whole thing. I'm like, wow, like Rotimi, how do you? You, I mean, you just gotta dive in. Yeah. And 
Yeah, I wrote Timmy's pen that has awesome pen. And I forgot, he has like two other projects where he did the full experience with okay. packaging. Yeah. And uh, it's not like he's like, it's not like he was educated in packaging design. You just gotta you just go online. You gotta roll up your sleeve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, but you know, just like design in general, how do you know what's good or bad design? You gotta educate yourself. You gotta visually look what's out there. Yeah, and it's, see how you can do it. It's definitely um, once you you like if you do get into to designing packaging as well, you'll learn that it's like it's more complicated than you <laughs> ever expected it to be. So just expect to. To realize that too but it's good <laughs> packaging design also falls between two disciplines is that right are you talking graphic design as well in industrial design can a structural designer i think um also be a graphic designer so this this might offend some people but i think historically industrial designers um tend to have a little overconfidence when it comes to graphic design. So I think if you're gonna do it, you gotta make sure like you actually learn graphic design and you learn the principles first. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that if if you wanna, like say you're creating a project and you do wanna create the packaging and you're not super graphic savvy, um, you don't have like the foundation down to create visual ID for it, then I think you can just, you know, create a beautiful mm. design box and just like probably get some help or something. Graphic designer on it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm sure you know what I mean. No. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. Industrial I mean. designers kind of have a tendency to think that they can design like anything, like whether it's mm. structure, graphics, mm -hmm. UX, um, and a lot of us, they, a lot of us can, but you gotta make sure. That, you know, yeah, they, the ability. There's a lot of great industrial designers that design really good work, really good products, and then they present it. And I was like, well, your presentation's awful. This is why. Yeah, and like, <sighs> you, it's it's always like you you obviously are gonna, especially in school, you're gonna cross pollinate with graphic designers. Just like get like a gut check from people as well, especially if you think you're. The, like graphic design is like super great just make sure like mm -hmm. people are critiquing it and the great thing about USC is that no um, sorry I keep harping on no about how great you <laughs> but but if you are a student yeah. and you're an industrial design student and you maybe visuals or graphic design is not your strong suit and you have an interest in it man go, go full force yeah because exactly. it's only going to help you like Definitely. do not move away from it yeah, it's only gonna help you in the way you present, in the way that you tell a story, everything. Like I think we we, yeah, industrial design is just evolving into this. At least from when I graduated, industrial design was like we had blinders on. Yeah, it was so prototyping, good. sketching, and CAD, super yes, traditional. Yeah. Now it's but like you gotta, you know, you, now you need to be like they're gonna hire the person who is. Well, close well rounded, yeah. T shaped, where you have like a broad, you have a broad skill set. I don't know if like the listeners are familiar with um, T shaped. Uh, so you have a broad set of skills, but you're narrow and you're great at one thing. Um, I think that's super beneficial. You don't necessarily have to be an expert in everything you do, but make sure you have like the foundation down, um, especially with graphics. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. What are some things on that T-shirt that you could be good at, but you don't have to be like? Yeah. So if you're say you're gonna be, you want to be industrial design specifically. I think like obviously graphics, like I said. Um, even maybe like some After Effects skills, mm -hmm. just like thinking like tangibly, like, um, let's see, if, you, if you're not super interested in packaging, but you think it'll like elevate mm -hmm. your product packaging as well. Um, definitely presentation skills in general, which I personally think that I have some work to do on. Um, um, so I'm personally like, I'm gonna start taking classes about uh, communicating better when you know I'm not in front of like a huge group of people. Um, so I think like everybody's always learning. Um, uh, also, just um, materials and methods of manufacturing. I think those are definitely crucial to know. You know, if you're creating something, how it can be produced. So it's unless it's like just pure concept. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot of things that pertain on a peripheral to design. Even if you're if you're going to be going the more independent or Kickstarter route, you're definitely gonna need um, an understanding of like supply chain and like how you're gonna be um, like storing your products, how you're gonna be shipping it out, how you're gonna be managing your business. Um, you don't necessarily have to be an expert. There's a lot of awesome tools. The good thing about like the technology we have today is it like, enables us to know what we need to know without going too deep on these areas and also just like reach out to others you know, who are experts in these fields and just see what you can learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of, we wear a lot of hats. Yeah, so many hats. Um, but we're like, we're like the modern day madman. Yeah, you know, we, we got to tell a story and how you tell that story, how you sell that product. There's so many different ways to do it, right? Yeah, exactly. Visually, through video. Um, and it's really awesome that you kind of put yourself in that position through Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. Like you learn the business ends of how things work, the manufacturing. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that school, honestly, is not going to teach you. Oh, so much. <laughs> You're going to learn no. less at school than anything else, even though it's crucial. Yeah. But, like, the most you're going to learn is by um, just, like, working in the mm -hmm. industry and, um, like, finding when things fail. Honestly, failure is where you're going to learn for the most part. But school is, like, super, super important and foundational. Um, yeah. That's awesome. No, for sure. It's, pr it's, it's probably, like, over half of what yeah. you're going to learn is in school, but still. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you've been out of school, what, five years now? 2014. Yeah. Five years. Um, so five years, reflect a little bit on those five years. How's it been now that you're, you know, full-time industrial, you know, a structural designer and you've, you know, come back to school just yeah. because you happen to be in town. But five years is... It's kind of a really cool mark to reflect. It went by quickly. <laughs> Time moves fast. super quickly. Uh, what are some things? Which is good and daunting at the same time. <laughs> what is this? But maybe, maybe what are some things that you would advise yourself if you were a student? Um, I would say, um, I think I was like, when I was a student, I was 
super um, detail-oriented. I still am super detail-oriented and super like kind of focused when I when I work on something or when I did work on something as a student. Mm -hmm. I think um, when you're early on, when you're creating something early on in a project, um, don't get like too obsessed with one idea. I would say keep things as broad as possible up front uh, and learn from others too. Like don't, don't get in your own headspace too much. Um, being a student, you have like just the great resources to like talk to your peers and um, learn from them as well. Like if you're, if you're ever like, if you have something where you are like hiccuping on something or you aren't quite sure of how your work is turning out, um, just reach out to others and um, don't don't think that you know everything too. Don't be know it all. Like that's a good one. Yeah, like like we're taught early on, um, at least at UIC, uh, like we we learned design history. I think as a student when I when I was learning, I started was like developing what I thought was like you know, like the end all be all of what design should be and yada yada yada. But like keep your keep your mind open um, to like what's going on in the world and um, take inspiration from everything. Don't um, don't pigeonhole yourself into certain thoughts and just keep it broad. And when you're looking for like opportunities outside of school, stay open too. Don't don't turn down things. Um, if they're not like your dream job, I would say like, especially if you are like, like say you're going to school in the city and there's like an internship that's like a day a week or something at something like in the suburbs or like it's a little bit inconvenient for you. Just like, there's nothing else going on. Just take it, learn from it mm -hmm. and see what you can apply, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What are your thoughts on networking? Networking is, it's extremely important, honestly. Um, if I didn't network, like I wouldn't have the job I have now if I wasn't a student. Um, uh, reaching out, uh, actually through IDSA, you know, that's, mm. I, like for example, a, a very direct link was, you know, I would get my portfolio review at the IDSA conference. And, you know, that's how I knew the person in the team, like a captain's mm -hmm. name, Katie, my coworker, who, um, you know, knew to do how how many people to reach out to in her network, for um, example, for reaching out to like an opportunity, and um, yeah, I think that's networking. I, I haven't said it enough, obviously, in this talk, in this little yeah. conversation. But I mean, imagine if you cold called Microsoft. Yeah, you're probably not gonna. And Katie was like, well. I know these people and I know what they can do. I know their potential. Yeah, exactly. Right. And like the even just the the very fact that you're putting yourself out there, you're um, enthusiastic. Personality really plays a huge role, and um, when you're looking for a job, you know you obviously you want to be somebody who is like enthusiastic. And if if you're just um, say just cold emailing without like trying to figure out who you're going to be talking to on the other hand it's not going to get you as far as if you laid the groundwork early on as a student yeah 
Yeah, I've, I've heard that recently a lot about personality and character. Yeah. Um, because this is a small design community. Um, having good character and because um, people people want to work with great people. Yeah, exactly. So like, don't do something that can tarnish your reputation. Yeah, don't be an asshole. Because like, that yeah. will follow you. <laughs> and people, again, small community, people talk to each other and people want to work with great people. Just be, yeah, like the best thing you could do for if you want to be selfish even the best thing you can do for yourself is like help as many other people out as possible <laughs> yeah. which you know it's not a selfish thing to do, but it'll, it'll help you out in the long run <laughs> yeah i mean you know everyone... obviously don't like don't like do free work for no you know what i mean right. but like just help your peers out you know? mm-hmm. help like organize events and like yeah. be involved yeah be involved yeah. yeah exactly but uh yeah People, character is very important. Super very important. Just yeah. in general, in life, just be a good person and you should be good. Yeah. Um, and if, you know, if things don't work out, is it like if, if you graduate and you're having like a tough time like finding a job and stuff, um, I know that that's pretty prevalent in the design community too. Just like don't get discouraged, like do what you need to do to like make ends meet. Mm-hmm. and just like do what makes you happy and just share your work um, and that's like the best thing you could do just don't if if you're a designer at passion even if you're not practicing in it I don't think people talk about this enough like there's a lot of people who go to school for design and they love it and they don't land a job like right away and they're like oh what do I, what do, I do what do I do just like do what you got to do but also just make stuff like mm-hmm. it's the best thing you could do if, if, you, if you're enjoying it don't necessarily just think about the monetary gain of everything too. Especially yeah. now more than ever, the access we have to 3D printers, like oh, yeah, and yeah. everything is so accessible that you shouldn't have a reason not to continue to stay active in design. Yeah. I can tell you from personal experience, and I don't know if you've you've experienced this yourself, well maybe since you're talking about it, but um, unless you're like a awesome rock star in college and you graduate with like all these jobs lined up, yeah, that's not really gonna happen. Yeah, and it happened for me. I didn't find a full time job probably until a year and a half after I graduated, and it's pretty easy for us to be like, well, under you know, college failed me, or it's yeah, really easy to point the blame. finger, yeah, and just whatever you do, do not stay stagnant you gotta keep moving forward things will turn out i swear to you that things will work out yeah um yeah there's 3d printers everywhere um there's so many things you can do on your own to continue to stay active in the design community um one thing that i immediately did when i graduated was it, it really took a toll on me because it was like man am i bad does this mean that i'm a bad designer I also graduated in 2009 during the recession. Oh, yeah. So it was like, it was like double, you know, it was like double luck, double bad luck. And uh, I was like, I'm not, I'm going to like stay in my cave. Yeah. I'm going to isolate myself. I'm going to move away. People don't need to know that I'm not in design because you're going to reject me. It was like everything opposite that I should have done. Yeah, you know, you're moving yourself. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, you're like you're like detaching yourself from yeah. 
design, you went to school because you're passionate about design. That's your lifeline. Hang on to that. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, if you need to get a job at Starbucks or whatever the case may be, that's fine. You know why? This is going to make your TED Talk even better. Yeah, right? exactly. And this like, is going to make your TED Talk like super yeah. A job is a job. It's just what pays the bills. You can still be a designer without like yeah. having the capital detail. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I swear like you'll get there. Yeah, exactly. And you're not you're doing yourself a disservice by doing the opposite. So, yeah. Um, well, Mark, we're coming to an end to this <laughs> podcast. It's been really awesome to hear what you're doing. Um, you should be really proud, man. You should, you know, like I started grad school at UIC the last year that you were on your way. Yeah, out, that was right? a lot of fun. And uh, it was just really awesome to see you grow and do what you're doing now and. Um, you know, I follow you on Instagram, and it's just awesome to just keep in touch on what you're doing, things like that. Um, you you've been doing an awesome job <laughs> too. Um, dinner. It was like super excited when you when you came to UIC, like, um, like planting the seed. Like I can tell the seeds that you planted have <laughs> definitely um, paying off, and like yeah, helping the community out. No, I mean that kind of goes back to just. Great to see back to relationships yeah exactly right it's like you know i'm happy that we're still in touch too <laughs> yeah no like prepare not for just next month but what is your long-term goal what is what are you doing in the next maybe two years in the next five years yeah. what does that look like and what can you do now to start doing that and i think that's kind of planting seeds um building relationships and things like that um but um no i mean you should be uh you know pretty proud of what you've accomplished so far five years like you said is a lot five years is like if i say oh i'm going to do this in five years uh, that's a really long long way you know but time goes really fast yeah and time is something that we can't get back so take advantage of that take advantage of every minute every second it's great and um, the one thing is the one thing that i do love about just being on instagram and being just connected to people like you is um just you you know you you what you put on instagram mm-hmm. and when i see you in person is no different okay yeah and that's awesome like okay like this guy you, you know you put you put some design stuff up there you put some stuff about some of your side work and then you put stuff about your dog and i'm like yeah this is all like this is like it's it's so kind of chill and i love it it's like this is like you know you're not trying to you know, uh, you're not. No, I'm not like focused on a following. Yeah, or, or, or you're not like, you know, oh man, Mark is a different person ever since he moved to like <laughs> Seattle or something, or uh, Washington, yeah, Oregon. Yeah. Um, Seattle, yeah. Seattle, Washington. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yesterday, everybody's like, how's California? <laughs> <laughs> they just know that we're in, you're in the West, West Coast. Coast. Yeah. yeah. You're somewhere in like, yeah. Portland or something <laughs> but um, no that's awesome you know like I'm always like be just real and true with what you post for real and on Instagram because yeah. um, you're the same dude who started here and that's really cool to see um, and uh, it's just really cool to see people doing great things and um, yeah I, I need to make my way up to that area of the country I have not you do 
Yeah, been there. Um, but uh, I think you're doing awesome stuff. And uh, what is like one thing that really motivates you to get up in the morning and be like, you know, gonna do this again? I would just say, just the I just like somehow in my DNA I just have a desire to just like create things. So I can't really put a pin on it. But no, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. I know. I just I, like. Put a mark on something. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody has <laughs> put a mark on stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I do have your concrete uh, little bird you made. Yeah. Um, that's a doorstop in my office. Yeah, so thanks for backing I still have that. Um, you backed all my Kickstarters. No, I mean, it's good to kind of, you know, that's what Kickstarter is all about is, is um, supporting each other. Obviously, if it's great work. Thanks. If it's not gonna work, I, I probably would have been supportive. I'm not gonna tell you that. But I just, yeah. but Mark, thank you so much um, for being here. I'm happy that we're able to connect and uh, reconnect here in Chicago and you know be a part of Context. We are a little bit behind. Everyone's been asking us when, where can I find these podcasts? When are they gonna? be up online. <laughs> I'm really sorry, That's but the, the editing that Mark <laughs> asked, like, hey, uh, you want me to be on the Where are you going to be? Yeah. But editing these podcasts, it's a really big effort. And right now we're overhauling our website. And essentially, we want to release all of them. There's about 25 of them. Um, put them all at the same time and then kind of link them up to the Apple Podcasts and Spotify and things like that. So I swear it's going to happen very soon. Um, as we prepare for our next conference, so the website overhaul, all that's gonna happen. So please be patient, really appreciate you tuning in. And uh, yeah, um, kinda, we'll see you at our next podcast. And work. thank Thanks, you guys. so much. Well, I'll post Thanks, some Tiger. of, yeah, no, for sure. I'll, I'll post some of your work on our Instagram stories just so that people know a little bit more about you and then kind of what you're doing and awesome work you've done in the past thanks so see you guys have a good weekend see ya